0: You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. With more than 30 weekly podcasts, HRN has something for every food lover. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org.
1: HRN is home to transformative exchanges about food. We hope our diverse lineup of shows opens your eyes, educates, and empowers.
2: I spent seven years working in the restaurant and bar industry in front of house and back of house. And I just feel like Heritage Radio Network's content helps me feel so well connected to the other creators and chefs and restaurateurs and all the amazing things that they're doing. I still feel like I get to be a part of the kind of in team.
1: Join us during our summer membership drive by donating and becoming a member. Members play an essential role in keeping nonprofit Food Radio on the air. Go to heritageradionetwork.org/donate to become a member today. We thank you for your support.
0: Help the people who help Oaxaca. Since 2009, Seconda has been supporting Oaxaca's underserved communities. Almost 5,000 people annually see their lives improved by this Mexican NGO. They've built and stocked six green libraries and four rain harvest hygiene stations, benefiting around 800 children and youth. And they've provided training and business coaching for over 120 female entrepreneurs. And much of that work has been done with the recycler communities that have grown around the garbage dump sites in Zatchila. All of that really is just the tip of an ever-growing iceberg. They've also supported legislation and implemented localized trainings designed to prevent sexual violence against girls and youth, eliminate child labor, force labor, and violations of labor rights in Mexico's sugarcane and coffee sectors, and address the causes of gender inequality. And their small staff has done all of this without ever having offices of their own. For the past 13 years, Seconda has been hosted within the premises of a local Local bakery, a very kind gift from a very good corporation, but Seconda now needs their own home. They've acquired a plot of land and found an architectural firm, Sanspont Architectura, willing to donate their time to develop plans. Now we need to raise the money to make those plans a reality. The cost of these new offices is around $100,000 U.S. They've received a matching grant from 818 Tequila that will cover half of that if we can raise the other $50,000. Seconda has done so much to help so many. We're asking you now to help Seconda. Help them build offices that will enable them to continue their existing work and to expand their programs that make Mexico more just and equitable. Make your fully tax deductible contributions for Seconda at buildwahaka.com. That's buildwahaka.com. And thanks.
3: I'm Lou Bank. I am Chava Perivan. And
0: this is Agave Road Trip, the critically acclaimed award-winning podcast that hopes great gang's bartenders been registered in Agave, Agave Spirits, in Rural
3: Mexico. Pew, 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 pew. And today we're talking about something that annoys the hell out of you, Lou. What are
2: we talking
0: about? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs>
3: something that annoys the hell out of me. So, um, uh, you know, if you've been reading articles lately about- Nobody has. Huh? No, nothing. Go, go, go. Nobody has been reading articles about mezcal lately. Nobody has. No, magazines, newspapers, nobody has been talking about Mescal. Okay, so
0: I've been reading a lot of them. People have been writing them, and I've been reading them. They're writing them just for me, and apparently they're trying to push my buttons. And I say this, Chava, because—yeah, that you like that. Yeah. And I say this, Chava, because, you know, one of the things that uh, that historically has happened—well, I'm going to say with Mescal, but really it happens all over the place with all things—is— Somebody will include in an article a quote-unquote fact, Mm.
3: and then other
0: people will repeat that fact, quote-unquote fact, and then suddenly it becomes fact even if it's not factual.
3: Okay, so I think we should very quickly get into what we're talking about because I do have a a few thoughts of why that is the case about this case in particular. Sure. And uh, this case in particular has to do with the diversity in the category. So actually one of the most important parts of this whole category of mezcal, I think.
0: Yeah, sure. The, the, The source from which the sugar is obtained to make mezcal. It comes from what plant, Chava? It comes from the agave. And tell me, Chava, how
3: many different kinds of agave can be used to make mezcal? This is good. It's really exciting. Or at least this is actually the one thing that drew me into mezcal. And I think if I were to be quoting one of the many articles that you're referring to, yeah. the quick answer it's 40. No, no, no. It's not 40. This is the thing that makes me even more annoyed.
0: I keep reading over and over again the same thing, which is more than 40 varieties of agave can be used to make mezcal. Or it's between 40 and 50 species Mm. of agave. And the truth is, well, if you're saying between 40 and 50, again, that's accurate. But it's not limited
3: to that. Is it more than 40? Wait, 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 wait. wait. What? Why are you saying accurate? That it's uh, 40 to
0: 50. Because it's accurate that there are more than 40 to 50 that can be used to make Mezcal.
3: Yeah, but... Uh, but, uh, but it'd, be like, it'd be like me saying that I am more than 10 years old. Uh, exactly. But my point here, first yeah. question to you is, why do you think this number... Has become so popular, like become so popular. The forty to fifty. I have no freaking clue, Java. <laughs> it's, it feels to me like somebody
0: um, was was pressured for an answer to the question. Well, how many different agaves can be used to make mezcal? And they're like, uh, it's
3: uh, it's over forty. Yeah, and then you know, and it was a safe spot. I'm sorry. That was a safe answer.
0: It it is. It's a safe answer because it's true, it's more than 40, but saying
3: it's more than 40 suggests that it's not 159. Okay, so the the one thing that I, that I find it's very interesting in this case too is that you have hundreds of species of agave. So I don't well, no, you, uh, yeah, really, you only have one species of agave in your basement. We're right now recording in the famed, acclaimed basement, the flu bank, where you can find well, every... Uh, you know, so the...
0: Yeah,
1: yeah you're you just boring me. Anyway. Yeah, I know. So I now,
0: know. Think when, when... Oh, wait, cool. I've got it here. So the um the number that you sent me from an article in unam and this is an older article uh, older it's 2018 but mm. that article said that there were 211 species okay we'll get back to the second 211 uh, species of agave that have been identified to date
3: and documented and that have a name a last name and that everybody's cool with saying that okay this right one, right yeah. that's Species. And then 159 of those were identified
0: in Mexico.
3: Yeah. That sounds about right. Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: So now, if uh, if you go by the legal definition of Mezcal, which I tend to, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that means it has to be made in Mexico. And then well, within... I mean, yeah, okay. Within nine states, because Sinaloa just got dropped like a <laughs> like a hot potato. I'm sorry, Mazatlan. We're very sorry. We very, really very sorry. had nothing to Mazatlan. do
1: with us. We were in support of you.
0: So, you know, like a, a hundred... I don't know how many are in those states, but, you know, let's just say it's 159, because I like to say that. The
3: thing to remember is... That species, Java. Yes, that doesn't consider varietals. So right. if you think about the whole complexity of wine, you have one species, Venus vitifera, and then everything that stems out of that is varietals. Bar- Here, I mean, then that's why this category is so mind-blowing. We have no freaking idea of how many varietals we're working with. And I... Right,
0: and I get that, and you're starting to wax poetic, and I want to get oh, back to the point. God Since Lord. we have no idea, shut up, forty. Who the hell says forty? Can I? You know what? I I found, I found the bit in the gnome. The gnome is which is the legal document that defines the
3: denomination of virgin.
0: That's no, a different well, thing. Well,
3: yeah, uh, yeah, I understand. But okay. anyway, so the yeah. gnome
0: is the legal uh, document that defines what is and what is not mezcal. Yes. Right. So let me just read the bit about uh, which agaves you can use mm-hmm. to make mezcal. May I do that, Java? Oh, you better them. yet, let's get our friend Quetzalcoatl to do it. No, you you up for that, Quetzalcoatl? Yeah, whatever. Okay, great. So take it away.
2: Sure. So it's four point one raw material for the production of mezcal cultivated or wild magays or agaves are allowed whose biological development has taken place in the geographical area included in the resolution c 2.9 and their extraction is allowed by the competent authorities in accordance with the applicable laws c 11 the Magees or agaves, as well as the properties from which they come, must be registered and geo-referenced. I don't even know what that means. Before the OEC. That's some kind of body. They think they're important. The Magee's or agaves, must be ripe to be harvested. You must have the magey, or agave, guide in the transfer of the raw material between a registered property and an authorized mezcal producer. Okay, so the
3: quick conclusion out of this is you can use <laughs> any agave under any the sun. Any agave. agave. Including tequilana Weber. Including Tequilana Weber. So you can use the tequila. As
0: agave. our friends at La Luna do, as our friends at La Venenosa do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of people doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So So stop saying at least 40, more than 40. Just say there's a lot of them and you can use
3: any one of them. And we don't know how many of them are out there. And to be honest, too, I think that, and let me speculate about this. I think that the 40, it's because a lot of people will claim that not every agave is suitable to make mezcal. and. Over and over again, we found that a lot of agaves that in some regions they thought they couldn't make Mescal with or they were not interested in, now they're playing with them and doing marvelous things.
0: Well, yeah. Jabali, and and-
3: Jabali being a great example. Well, and, and I would
0: go so far as to say if the agave exists, you can make booze out of it because for it to exist— it has to have the fundamental core structure
3: that can be converted into fermentable sugars. Otherwise, the plant wouldn't exist. It needs energy. Yes. And the argument will be like it's tremendously expensive to work with this species of agave, but it's tremendously uh, expensive until someone is willing to pay for it. Right. So it's technically feasible and possible, but it, it just, you might not have found the good the good buyer to do that. Right now, the question though that this
0: brings up when Quetzalcoatl read that uh, that brings up for me, mm. right, is uh, that that last part. You must have the McGay or agave guide in the transfer of the raw material between a registered property and an authorized mezcal producer, and then and then that bit about it being geotagged. Is this a for real thing? It is a. Uh I mean, so it's, it, let me just, let me interpret what I think that says. Okay. I think what that says is if you're going to make mezcal from an agave, that agave must be recorded somewhere in the books of some authority yeah.
3: of the Mexican government. Yeah, yeah you need guys. Well,
0: how the hell can you make mezcal from wild agave
3: then? Uh, it has to be, uh, actually, That that's a really interesting question, but I think you can register the land that was where this wild agave was been growing and then you have to tell the CRM, okay, I harvested this amount of tons yeah. of this agave from or this the CRM land. or some other, uh, certified, other, other body. certified body. Yeah, yeah. I, I still forget about that. And uh, basically, you're telling them this piece of land that you certified that has agave, I extracted these amounts of tons and you're me a guide that proves that this maguey was harvested from this land and is going to this distillery and they're converting this agave into booze. You
0: know, all of that, yes, uh, except I even just realized not the CRM. In fact, anybody but the CRM, because the CRM doesn't exist anymore. Oh, yeah, correct. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Comercam. Sidam, Comer-cam. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, chose, yeah, you yeah. chose your, kind of, your poison. It, God, that is fascinating. And that actually happens. Yes. Uh, when you're running a distillery, you have a book, a notebook, where you have to say, I have this agave with these guides from this land. And the idea is that everything has to match. Is there many ways to uh, fudge? Ma- to, to fudge? fudge uh, I, yes. Uh, it's. Uh, I'm guessing there will be because it is rarely the case that when you're harvesting, there will be an inspector in the place checking that the amount of tons that you're saying that are coming from that piece of land are really the amount of tons that you're getting in a truck. You know what I mean? I, I do know what you mean. It's interesting. So I think instead of people saying it can
0: be made from uh, at least 40 Uh, different kinds of agave. They should be saying as many kinds as you want, but it all has to be cataloged and registered with the Mexican government so that we know that we're not over-harvesting, even though you and I both know that that's bullshit. Uh, But it it has nothing to do with
3: over-harvesting. Like this is not a management situation. Like you could be extremely ecologically offensive and still have this registered. So what's the the point, just to make sure it's from the- the, From the areas that have the dimension of origin. Uh, yeah, that's the whole point This I has nothing that. to do sense, with uh, actually, with yeah. overharvesting
0: at all yeah. yeah, it's just making sure the money stays in the right places
3: Well, you, yeah, like you may be mocking this But yeah, that, that it comes from the terroir that you're telling the people From the land, from the place that you're telling the people that this agave is coming from Got it, got it, got it Okay, that works for me that works for you. Okay. So, the other thing that I, that I am. No, no, no. And, no and I, I like this. I, Bring I, it I, on. I, I want to press this because the other thing that I believe we have touched in a few other episodes and that it's also not considered when people say this 40 agave piece is that it's not only from the heart of the agave that you can make mezcal. You can make mezcal from the quiote. You can make mezcal with a combination between the heart, the quiote, and the leaves. There's not. Like and even in, just the straight-up panka, right? Straight like, we've seen that, yeah. So I think that the, the biggest disservice that these, like, just quick, more than 40 agaves thing does is that, A, it it cuts down the uh, still-to-be-understood diversity that it's in the category. And the second is that it's, uh, like, I think the more I'm starting to understand agave, it's more like like butchering a lamb than just just a shrimp. In the shrimp, you eat the whole thing, right? So you're not thinking about the different parts of the shrimp. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> okay. And I think now, like, I've been, we've been visiting so many people around Mexico that really they, they butcher their agaves in a different way. Sometimes they take out a little bit of the center because they say they're bitter. Some will leave more leaves and some will shave it like really close to the white part of the piña. Some will add some uh, like a, a little bit of chiyote to it. There is so many little adjustments that you do to the to to this thing that I, I really think uh, it's closer to a butchering process.
0: You know, it's oh God, that's actually really lovely because it, it comes back to that idea of the 400 decisions. Yes. Right, yeah, yeah, that absolutely. there's these infinite decisions you're making and each one of them affects the end result in a different way. Yeah, okay, I'm in for that. I like
3: that. Okay, so, and uh, I think then what what will be a way to say this that will please Senor Lu? Uh, so if somebody's interviewing you. Yes.
0: And they are asking you, well, how many different agaves could be used to make mezcal? The answer should be, you can use any agave and any part of the agave. Well, maybe not every part. What about the roots? You can use any agave. Just stick with that part. <laughs> yeah. Any agave. And the beauty of that is that it creates such diversity of flavors because there are at least 159 identified species. Forget about varietals because when we say Carwinski, there's a lot of Karwinskis. Yes. So 159 identified species. Species of agave in Mexico, the only place where you can make mezcal. For now.
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm not starting that fight. Yeah.
0: That's how I'd like to hear it answered. Okay. Like emphasize that, as you say, that diversity.
3: Yes. Yes. And I, the only thing that I will like to add to that, it's, but we believe that there's more than 500 out there.
0: You believe there's yeah. more than five hundred. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. I don't really. I don't know. I don't really care at this point. The names are confusing me. I just don't want anybody limiting it to forty. At least forty.
2: Okay,
3: that's <gasps> okay. it. So uh, I think you got this out of your chest. I was happy to say a few things. Uh, I think that's it. Hasta pronto. Uh, y nos vemos.